Ladies, gentlemen, NBs, everybody else out there in the world that's in the podcasting sphere. How's it going? I am the Duke of Derbs, also known as Garrett. I never introduce myself. Why do I never do that, Charlie? That's <laughs> I don't know. I literally never do. It's like I'm like the ghost host, and I'm not even really the host because you really you do most of the talking on the show. I'm kind of just partially here, but um yeah, I mean, so fucking absolutely like off a of bean week of wrestling, too many things to even talk about. We won't be able to talk about all of them. Um, yeah. Insane Supercard of Honor show, insane WrestleMania night one so far. Well, not so far. It's not still going on or anything like WrestleMania night one was pretty nuts. Um, the cat's going insane trying to escape the room. Um, and, you know, just everything's going insane. It's just all insanity right now. The wrestling world has, um, you know, it's WrestleMania week, Charlie. So wrestle wrestling world has to like lose its shit you know so um it has to and it, it, we've had a lot of stuff that we've watched together too and yeah we're, we're it's gonna be a fun episode of eat sleep elite it's gonna be uh it's gonna be different than than some of the other ones we've done for sure because we've gotta spend some time talking about all the stuff we watch you know and we had a good we had a good time we've been watching some wrestling you know this Maybe is probably the most wrestling i've mood. watched since that one week i don't know if you remember like uh months a couple months back i literally watched like probably like 60 matches in a week or something like that like um just went fucking nuts maybe, maybe 60 is <laughs> probably not that many but like you know i watched like a bunch of stuff and was a pay-per-view week and i also streamed like six times that week or something like that also like i had like an absolutely insane week like i just never i don't think i slept that week very much like to be honest <laughs> but um maybe not maybe not <laughs> but uh you know either way though i mean it, you know that's how, how you know you're really enjoying yourself when you just like just keep going you just don't even stop um which is kind of what the wrestling week did i mean it was like one crazy match that was announced after the other you know we started out knowing this week was going to be nuts based on the dynamite card that we had um you know we had an, an iwgp united states title match which we'll talk about here in a minute um we had um you know just a bunch of crazy matches lined up for, for supercard of honor that just kept getting crazier as the week went on like i think like the day of we got or no the day before we got the commander versus uh um versus uh el hio del vikingo match you know what i mean i nailed that pronunciation all right anyway um but uh what a treat that was for the crowd i mean and so like you know like there was just there's so much to talk about we'll we'll try and do our best to be concise with it but we usually end up going like two hours when we have a crazy week like this so uh, strap it everybody it's probably gonna be a long one um but i'm just predicting that now i could be completely wrong sometimes i say that i'm wrong but you know um before i get into all the like business side of business but before i get into all the the fun stuff and the favorites and stuff like that that we usually like to start the show off with we have a few orders of business to take care of which is you know make sure whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening to this on be that apple podcast google podcast spotify make sure you follow and or subscribe you can also find us on twitter that you can find me at bane duke that's b-a-n-e-d-u-b-a-n-e-d-u-k-e i don't know why my mic decided to cut out there anyway um and then you can also find charlie at oh charlie with an x instead of an a you can find the podcast at eat sleep elite and make sure you follow on there and you know shoot us tweets whenever whenever you you know see some crazy shit happen on like a ddt show or something or a stardom show or i don't know maybe you watch jcw maybe you're one of those people in the crowd i don't know um was it you there at were you at spring break if you were and you saw bussy versus <laughs> versus maki death kill maki tell me death what you kill. thought that's yeah. what I want to know. <laughs> anyway, so that being said, um, you know, p platforms, you know, podcasts, Twitter. Uh, I don't think I missed anything. You know, Apple Connect. Is that what it's called? Whatever the hell. 
you know um i thought connect was the xbox 360 like thing anyway um <laughs> so I, yeah so that was a terrible joke i'm, I'm gonna maybe there's I'm, some logistics fucking uh stealing going on that we're not aware of logistics stealing about that's i'm pretty sure that's a war crime but anyway um <laughs> uh anyway so yeah i don't know i mean there's just so much crazy stuff like i feel like so wrestled out this week but at the same time we still have wrestlemania night two tomorrow and i'm probably gonna watch the main event so you know like we got, I, we got our guy cody yeah fucking so. cody left the it's not we don't talk about him here all right cody is dead he's we dead no yeah but yeah so you guys know the structure of our show if you don't uh welcome in and uh so we like to kick things off with our both of our favorites for the week, and it's an odd number episode. So that means Garrett's taking us home here. Here, what was your favorite AEW match of the week, or or promo? That's true. That's true. Sometimes it's a promo. It's been a while since it was a promo. We had one a little while back, but it's been a while. You know, um, I was uh, you know really looking forward to Kenny Omega versus Jeff Cobb this week. Uh, when it was announced, I was like, oh, he's just following up last week, which isn't even you know, another crazy match because, of course, Kenny is because Kenny's cause just like, good. I think Kenny's trying to die. I think he like he wants to just like pass out and just fucking die in the ring, you know, and fair enough. I mean, fuck it, I guess, you know, <laughs> like, uh, so fuck yeah, it, we ride. Yeah, so Kenny had a crazy entrance for this match. Um. Honestly, Kenny's entrances since he came back have all pretty much been iconic, which is kind of crazy to think about. Like every solo entrance he's made. Oh, oh, I was. Did he use his New Japan music for this? Is that what that was? Yes, he did. It was the Devil Sky. Oh, that I, I knew it sounded familiar. And I wasn't sure because I'd seen some of his matches from New Japan, obviously. But um, the entrances in New Japan are just so goddamn long. Sometimes I'll skip them. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I wasn't really sure, but that was really cool. Cobb is for despite a guy like his size and his build can bump around pretty crazily too, which is kind of nuts, you know, because Kenny wrestles that kind of style where being able to bump around crazy like that, but it didn't seem unbelievable. It didn't seem like he was just like flopping around, you know what I mean? Like, um, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, another guy had a very busy week. Yeah, and Kenny is just not slowing down, man. Like, I think it's kind of crazy to think that like he just is just going at this nuts pace. This match was hard hitting as hell. They tore the house down. Cobb hit this really crazy drop kick at one point that I was just like, I lost my shit because he was like, literally like, I think he was like vertical, whatever you call that, like where he was like 90 degrees. His head was like, like basically like, Charlie, you know what I'm talking about? Like he hit the drop kick and his head looked like it was going to drop straight, but he ended up landing on his shoulders or something like, yeah, just, when he busts out that those athletic ability, like moves like that, it, it always catches the crowd off by, by surprise too, because they always give a good pop to it. They both started hitting each other with insane, like, hard-hitting V-triggers. And then Kenny brought him up finally off the ropes for the one-winged angel on the Mega Meat Man. And then Brian Danielson. This is the story of the match, Charlie. Brian Danielson is the one that makes the save when Kenny starts to get beat down by the Blackpool Combat Club. They, they're like, whoa, what the hell? He sends him out of the ring. And then Brian Danielson turns heel on Kenny Omega, Charlie. Wow. Yeah, it happened. Hit him with the psycho knee, started the beat heel. down, locked him in the LaBelle lock, held it on for as long as he could. The rest of everybody else was getting crap kicked out of him. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega 2 is happening, Charlie. It's happening. We're getting it on Dynamite, probably, because there's no way they're going to be able to hold that shit till the next pay-per-view. 
and uh, are we ever blessed for this? I mean, holy shit. You know, we've been wondering about Danielson's connections with the Combat Club and, and, and where they're still standing, right? So He needed some time to think about shit, and you know what? He turned evil. I think losing MJF, theoretically, for this character, oh, yeah. would, would probably turn him evil. Think about it. He took Regal from him. He took everything that a guy loved about wrestling and just turned it around his head. And uh, anyway, and uh, and the thing that Brian Danielson said to Kenny Omega in the ring at the end of this was, you are everything that is wrong with wrestling. So, Charlie, I think we have our thread for the story. And how this is going to be so beautiful and fun to watch. This is that summer program we've been hoping would get set up and. We're going to be talking a little bit about Nick or uh, Matt Jackson in the news. And, you know, maybe uh, maybe we're going to need someone to fill in for his spot during this program. So. But yeah, Lord, I, uh, Lord Kenneth just continuing to drop dimes on 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 dynamite. You know what I mean? His return to singles action has been welcomed with open arms. What has it been like four matches and they've all been just insane? Like, yeah, yeah, she, it's uh three. Three. Right. Shino, Vakingo, and Jeff Cobb. And they've all just been great matches. <laughs> yeah. What a, so, what a dude. What a dude. I'm very glad to have Kenny back. You covered like pretty much everything I loved here. I I, I loved uh, Cobb kind of showing off his power at the beginning, especially taking control. I mean, Cobb has been begging for this match, and he, he proved early on just how much of an actual competitive threat he would be. I think both of us and, thought there was a chance he could win here, too, because of the story they like hinted de- at like, of him taking it back. Because then you could just have him wrestle for it at like what it would be the next pay per view. Let him defend it at Genesis, maybe, or definitely. Yeah, I still think we're gonna see Kenny at Dominion. Oh yeah, I think so. I Very we gotta watch. We're, we're, are we watching that? We gotta watch and review that Dominion. I mean, we've been reviewing all the New Japan pay per views. What am I talking about? Um, of course, we're gonna exactly. review that. But no, exactly. And yeah, that's gonna be fun. But yeah, I mean, I I can't think of anything else to add other than uh, a fun week for Jeff Cobb and a yeah, big spot holy. for him. You know. Kenny Omega, I love that these. I like that the Blackpool Combat Club will just will let him have banger matches and then beat him up afterward. It's hilarious. You know what I mean? Right. And holy hell, there's been so much wrestling this week that Daniel Brian Danielson turning heel. Like honestly, it, it feels much longer. Ago it does than feel like it got was. buried by the incredible because, week of wrestling that happened. But I mean, it's still huge. It like it's gonna matter. Like next week when he's a heel, we're gonna be like, oh shit, that's right. Because it feels weird that every other company, you know, does something this weekend except AEW. But at the, the end of the day, AEW has talent wrestling ROH. And, you know, we had that at least. Okay. So you guys are probably wondering, what's my favorite? And it's uh, it's one of the guys that wrestled eight matches this weekend. <laughs> that One of them being Sammy Guevara defeated Kanosuke Takeshita. Uh, that being, uh, the, uh, the, being Takeshita there, he wrestled a lot. So we had Jack and Darby Allen kind of looking on, watching from afar. Keeping an eye on it, which has been the story. Commentary played it up as if uh, they they don't. Commentary is not letting us in on the idea that it's going to be a four way for the title. They think they're un- going to end up having singles matches going on, and only one of them faces uh, MJF for the title. So that's kind of the story commentary is selling us, which I'm fine with. You don't want to tell everyone it's a four way right now for the next nine weeks. You know, let it build to the four way. Let them get wins. Do I love Takeshi losing? No. But he's losing to someone that's going for the world championship. I can get over it. It's not a big deal. He lost to the GTH. It was a good match. And honestly, yeah, so pretty much we get started here. Uh, Takeshi hit the flying lariat. He's mocking Guevara's pose. Um, 
Sammy hits a suplex. He counters a suplex attempt with a knee to the head. This hung to catch up on the ropes. Hit a senton. Takesha tried to set up Guevara for an avalanche German superplex, but Guevara escaped and dropkicked Takesha, who was then hanging in the ropes. We jumped to our commercial. Takesha dropped him with a brain buster. Guevara countered that with another running knee strike. Takesha gave Guevara a release German suplex while on his knees. It was beautiful. Takesha, the fucking, uh, what was it? The, uh, the, the theory on a German suplex? You know what? <laughs> something like that? Oh yeah, he so he fucking, he wrote his he wrote his, uh, his, his thesis in college or whatever on on the German suplex, like yeah, something like that. So yeah, he ended up flip. Then Guevara flipped out of a deadlift German, caught Takeshi with a Spanish fly for a near fall. Guevara missed the shooting star express, but hit a Canadian destroyer for a near fall. Takeshi hits, and I will always say it, the best blue thunder bomb in the business. He hits it on Sammy here for a near fall. Both guys fought up to the top rope. Takeshi hit an avalanche German suplex from the top. Followed up with a lariat for a near fall. Then Ty gets involved. She grabs his leg to distract him. Sammy hits a knee strike. Then the GTH pinfall win. Sammy, we're, if we're trying to build up his resume and you want to build it to everyone, yeah, put it over a guy who's been getting wins. But then you can also tie this into the the Don Callis story of you know when Takeshita was getting recruited by Callis. One of the main selling points was you're gonna stop losing while you're with me. And I think we're going to see how this ends up playing out. And, you know, maybe Matt getting hurt is just going to walk into Takeshita's favor, depending on where they go with this, right? So, yeah, um, this was the opener of Rampage. I thought it was just enjoyable. It was sub-10 minutes. There was about a three-minute commercial break in between. And actually, it was 90-second commercial break in between. And all that being said, I enjoyed it. I like both these guys. I love the work they've been doing on AEW. Uh, during our awards show last year, I believe we had Kanosuke as the breakout star and Sammy was my most underrated. So, you know, to me that they're obviously two guys I very much enjoy and I'm liking their work. So uh, any thoughts you had on this and Sammy Guevara building up his resume going for uh, MJF? Um, I think both of these two could have a big match at like a pay-per-view if it was in that situation, you know. Um, obviously, you know, agreed. it's, it's just random dynamite match. So, or sorry, rampage match, but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I agree. The setup on that blue thunder bomb was just like chef's kiss. You know what I mean? Like just great, great stuff. Um, did some really good, uh, near falls and yeah, you know, just a, just a, just a fun match to open up the show, get the crowd rolling. You know, this was like hour 57 of wrestling this crowd saw. So respect to them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And, and and for us, because we, we were watching Supercard of Honor, if you guys are interested in that, we did a full, like, 45-plus minute dive in on Supercard of Honor uh, last night. And because we watched Supercard of Honor and then this. So and for us, this was, like, really deep into Takesha's run. We had already seen him face Willie Mack. But, yeah, he uh, Takeshita also faced uh, Yuki Ueno this weekend. At I think we'd Hollywood. seen that match, too, before we saw this match. <laughs> yep, and... Just, just real quick, because I don't know if we're getting another chance to talk about that match. I, that was my first experience with Yuki. I see what the fucking hype is. I see why everyone calls him a future ace. Oh yeah, like that guy why could be like so he special. could do what Takeshi did in a different company. You know what I mean? And maybe even in the AEW, but you know, like he could do that if he wanted to go somewhere else, like stateside or even to one of the Mexican or whatever promotions. You know what I mean? Like he could. He, he there, there's something there. And he's 13 years younger than Kota Ibushi. 
But my god, between the hair, between the body type, and between the gear, yeah, I was like, is this DDT Ibushi shit. basically? And you were like, I he, guess so. Yeah, and and as we've talked about before, you know, Ibushi got his real startup in DDT. That was where he and Kenny got you know that big, their first big start. So it's like, yeah, nah, 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 nah. My was... boy Kenny is an all Japan brother. All Japan can't go wrong with that either. But yeah, so lots of Takeshita and. So he had a full weekend, and Willie Mack was not bad either. But I really enjoyed the Sammy Guevara match. Okay. So, the news. This is probably going to be our longest segment this week, because we're going to be diving in some uh, some fun stuff. We're going to be covering some ROH here. And Get the possible, yeah. Other, some of the other various wrestling programs we've talked about, uh, or that, that have already happened. At this point, WrestleMania Night 2 has not happened. So, obviously, if you guys are catching this after, you know, maybe say you're you're checking out on wrestling for the week and you're, you're catching us. on. Are you here right now? Because Cody Rhodes lost and you're pissed. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the multiverse, maybe we can pathologically send it to you. Don't be angry. Just, just come on. Or maybe you're happy and Romans get going to a thousand days and it's, there would genuinely be people happy with that, by the way, even though they like Cody. A thousand percent. No, 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 definitely. People are, people are into it. So, Okay. Here we go. We got a little bit of news. I kind of already talked about it like four times, but Matt Jackson is hopeful to return from injury by AW Double or Nothing. He'll be out for up to one to two months. It's just kind of further updates. Nothing is official on Dante Martin yet either, so we have nothing of news to talk about with that. But uh, yeah, we're hoping the best for Matt again. Matt's kind of in the he's in the shadow realm right now. Yeah, they just disappeared him off television last week. You know what I mean? So, Britt Baker was talking at comicbook.com and that she's not only dealing with uh, her back issue, but now it's spreading to her neck. She said, quote, unfortunately, it's getting worse. Now it's like a neck and a back problem, but it's manageable. It's tough, so I always find ways to work. My championship brain was with a broken wrist, so I'll figure it out one way or another. You've got to work your way around it, so maybe trick your body into thinking, eh, this doesn't really hurt that bad. So... I think when Britt she's Hizzle. getting closer to being able to come back, you should have somebody walk over to the Spanish commentary table with her there. You know what I mean? And just fuck with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just even if she's not ready, ready just to get it in people's heads. Cause, and I really miss Thunder Rosa with the people that are on the roster right now on TV all the time. Can you imagine the matches we could be having right now? Not that they're not putting on great matches themselves, but just if you throw her in the mix, you know? Oh yeah. She, she, or, or stat, you know what I mean? Either or, but like, you know, like, uh, Speaking of stat, when, when are we getting stat? Are we getting stat at Double or Nothing, Charlie? I hope so. I'd like to see a return. No mention this week again of uh, the Owen Hart Cup of when it's happening. So I'm thinking they're just literally going to drop that on a hat and we're going to get it. Could be this what the hell is that? Drop that on a hat. What does that even mean? I don't even know. The, the brain's a little wrestling fried right now. So, okay. Um, mm, wrestling fried start, rice. Let's, let's go by order of how shit happened, right? So Impact and New Japan. Probably wondering how we got here. Yeah. Impact, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Only the Strong Survive, Multiverse United show happened on Thursday. We had some uh, some AW people show up in terms of, uh, well, people that have showed up in AEW. <laughs> no AEW talent was on the show. People that have showed up in AEW, right? So kicking us off, there was Yuya Uemura, who defeated Gabriel Kidd. And we've talked before about how Yuya is an unbelievable fucking talent. And it's only a matter of time until, you know, he's back in Japan. He's on his excursion right now. 
This guy could genuinely rep- be an open, like it could be like the open weight champion by like the yeah, end he's, of, he's so maybe the end of this year. Yeah. Um, X division championship. Trey Miguel ended up winning. Uh, he defeated Frankie Kazarian, Rich Swan, Kevin Knight, Clark Connors, and Rocky Romero in a scramble match. I thought this was fun. I thought Kazarian was winning. Honestly, honest to God, I, I, I felt like our boy. I, I know the X division championship is actually like legit, but like imagine being like, I'm going to go and work an impact as Frankie. And that's the division you get put. I mean, that's where you get put, you know? Yeah. So we'll see where he goes. To be fair, it's more than he was getting used on AEW. So, yeah, I mean, he, he was used after SCU. He did not have much frequent TV time. And his elite killer thing was just a fucking record stat pad. So, Fred Rosser, who, uh, when we covered our New Japan, uh, what was it, Battle in the Valley? We were both uh, applauding some Fred Rosser. He uh, picked up a win here with Alex Coughlin, PCO, and Callahan, defeating Filthy Tom Lawler, J.R. Kratos, Eddie Edwards, and Joe Hendry. Jeff Cobb, again, another guy. These guys were all working all over the place, defeated Moose. Diana Perrazzo defeated uh, Slamovich, Shaw, and Yamashita to advance to the knockouts title match at Rebellion. And then one of my favorite matches all weekend, Impact World Tag Team Championship. Chris Bay and Ace Austin defeated the Motor City Machine Guns, Aussie Open, and TMDK, which was Bad Dude Tito and Shane Haste. Aussie, this Aussie, match was Aussie. fucking awesome. Uh, Aussie Open. I mean, are you kidding me with Aussie Open? I mean, are you just kidding me at this point? How good are these guys? Uh, are they Charlie? I'm going to ask you. It's on the podcast. I, I asked. I, I said this to you like three times this week. Are they the best tag team in the world? They're definitely the hottest right now, right? It's so hard. I mean, Young Bucks are hurt, right? FTR might be entering a title reign. Or FTR might be going somewhere crazy. We don't know what's going on. Where I'm, FTR honestly, shows up I, MLW. I'm like nervous for Wednesday because we're going to know. We're going to know Wednesday. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's April, brother, and they have a title match, and it's career versus titles. They set this up big. You know what I mean? How great were these four teams? Tag team wrestling. We're going to talk about night one. Is, is it the best kind of wrestling? Are we? Can we say that? Is that in a controversial I, take? I think it's safe to say because Supercard of Honor, my favorite match, tag team. This show, my favorite match, by a fucking mile was this one. Like, I thought these... Chris Bay and Ace Austin Bullet Club, how fucking good are these guys? And how great <laughs> would they Let's be take it even further. WrestleMania Night 1 was your favorite match of tag match? Night 1. <laughs> Almost my... Yeah. And before the, the two main event matches, if you will, the co-main events as they were dubbing it, um, fucking... It was a, the eight-person tag match that I was like, <laughs> holy shit, where did this come from? Tag Team Wrestling's insane. Yeah, that match was actually Kushida way better than Leo I thought Rush. it was going to be. Um... This Kushida, Kushida Leo Rush match again. At this, this was something you and I watched together. We were kind of surprised at the role that they played in this match. Yeah, it Kushida was, was kind of big man. So we watched this with uh, our buddy Dart, who might who might uh, show back up on the podcast at some point. And we all three agreed that this match did not get where it was supposed to be going at all. Not at all, and it was a really strange style that they went with. And. I just, yeah, it, I never felt like this match got to where we were hoping at all. Um, New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. Kenta defeated Monoro Suzuki to retain the title. Um, I, I, I don't know what happened to the ending here, but I think it fucked up. 
right? Like, and we so we don't know, but it seemed like he was pissed. So I don't know. Yeah, it sounded. It, it felt like he was supposed to get called out for having his foot on the ropes, and then he'd hit his GTS and call it a night, send the people home happy. Instead, he fucking beat him by pinning him with his foot on the ropes. Yikes! Uh, hopefully, I believe they just set up uh, Kenta's next match at Capital Collision, which is a couple weeks away in April. One of those New Japan Strong pay per views. He'll be facing Eddie Edwards for that title next. That should be a good match. And then the main event, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Speedball Mike Bailey. I mean, this was a Tanahashi match. You know, another guy we to. watched like two or three matches from this weekend. <laughs> Mike Bailey had a hell of a weekend. Um, but this, I enjoyed this. I gotta say, I think uh, Tanahashi back to back nights. I I liked what he did on Supercard of Honor, and I liked what he did against Bailey. Agreed. You know, wrestling two of the brighter stars right now in America in North American pro wrestling in Mike Bailey with what he's doing in impact and in other places. And then to Daniel Garcia, with what he's been doing in, in not only AW and ROH, but what he's been doing in like other Indies, like PWG, he's the current PWG world champion. And Tanahashi got to wrestle them both and put out a fun match with them both. Any, uh, any other thoughts you had from the show that you were thinking about? I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it was the, it was a little taste of the really good stuff we were going to get throughout the rest of the weekend. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I agree with that. But it did feel like it ended on a bit of a, like, mm, with that, with that Kushida match. You know what I mean? Or sorry, not the Kushida, Kushida match, sorry, match, the, uh, it, the Kenta it, match, sorry, not the Kushida match. It left for some room, room for concern for a second. I was like, oh no, let's, uh. Hopefully this doesn't enter down a bad road. I mean, yeah, by the way, I, we got to start paying more attention to Rosser because I every time I remember that that was Darren Young, it freaks me out. You know what I mean? And I'm like, why am I not following this? Like, I I think Rosser is this a guy we could bring into AEW? Do you think? You think he's like too old at this point? Not that he's too old. Nothing like that. Um, he's 39. I, I, I don't think he. I mean, I don't know if he'd go to AEW right now. I think where Rosser could be genuinely. He's won these t- won this title in New Japan. I'd like to see him actually be on some of the New Japan tours more. That'd be good. Wrestle as a part of that roster. Maybe do a tournament or something. One. Yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of stuff you could do with roster in the actual New Japan, Japan section of it. So, um, just because I'm not sure if we're going to get around to any of the other Mike Bailey stuff. We watched him wrestle Kota Bushi at Bloodsport 9. Yep. Which, if you guys don't know Bloodsport, there's no ropes. And yet again, but... Abushi like we him. saw that and we were like wait a minute <laughs> are we gonna like this went out there and had some fun with it, <laughs> it so blood sport does it in a way that didn't feel like weird you know what i mean exactly they they didn't the last no the ending did kind of catch us for a loop though i didn't realize it was like knockouts and stuff like that which is cool i just didn't know that's what we were yeah. gonna have so it kind of was like oh the feature right uh yeah, so, just like the the it's like the knee with the the, the whatever you want to call it, like almost like a ripcord knee, but like he takes both arms and like does it. I don't know whatever you call that, like the the knee the knee strike. It was a yeah. V trigger, yes. And then like about in a couple hours after his match at uh Supercard of Honor, Vikingo wrestled Mike Bailey at Spring Break Seven, and this was a lot of fun here too. Absolutely, um, those guys went out there and had a fucking show. Spring Break 7 was was pretty fun to watch. Um, it was pretty wild, as you'd expect. Um, there was actually a tag title change. The East-West Express 
So Jordan Oliver, someone who I've always liked, I've liked for a while, and Nick Wayne, one of our AW guys, he he picked up a tag title. He defeated the Motor City Machine Guns in what a lot of people are calling a really fun match. The King with Bailey was fun. Uh, Maki Deathkill versus Bussy. I mean, what do you even have to say about that match? I mean, five stars. Pizza cutters, pizza cutters, and another pizza cutter. Uh, Matt Cardona. You know, want to be all the ego. I forgot he literally showed up in that match. What? Oh my God. So he showed up. They gave an impromptu world title match between Masha Slamovich and Steph Delander. And then our main event, Kota Ibushi, Joey Janela. This was that, that was this was a lot of fun main event. Um, and my God, this match, it made me so happy to see Ibushi. I mean, seriously, I, I am so glad to see him back in wrestling. And, it, you know, Joey Janela was one of those guys where we loved him because he was always on dark and he actually gave a shit every time he wrestled. It's little things. He was one of the few wrestlers that treated it like it was part of their weekly television. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he gave a shit. And I, I just. Because he's like, if I'm only going to get booked here, I might spot. as well make it work. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm happy Joey got the spot and he made it work. And he uh, went out there and had a hell of a match with the Bushi. And again, he also kind of teased up like, hey, I know you haven't gone to AEW yet. Keyword yet. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, they put each other over. It was a pretty crazy table spot that, or uh, my bad, a fucking door spot. <laughs> yeah, it's a ZDCW. We but don't have tables. We have doors. Just not even that. I mean, th- this was violence, as you'd expect from these two, but also had the mix of Abushi getting in all the wrestling that you could endure. So... Any other uh, any thoughts you had from uh, Spring Break 7 that we uh, you want to bring? Yeah, this match didn't quite hit me the way it did you. I liked it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't hate it or anything. You know what I mean? I just, like, you know, I I thought um, I've seen better matches that had Ibushi in them, I think, probably in the past. I mean, I, I just, I you know, it's anyone that's associated with Kenny. It's kind of why I wasn't sure if I wanted Kanosuke to join that group because it's a, it's a really risky thing to be associated with Kenny and people like him because they're just... I mean, think about how Will Ospreay, that shit haunted him for forever. The fact that he was even associated with him. They had to have a whole ass match for people to be like, yeah, okay, fine. You know, like, so, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so like, I, which is cool. And it was great for wrestling story. But, you know, like, it's like, I feel like there was a genuine like feel of that because they hadn't actually stepped in the ring in that way that calling him like in that same conversation was like actually like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like so association with Kenny, like I feel like he should be like one of the best wrestlers in the world. And you know, so I'm, I'm just waiting to see somebody like, I don't know, name somebody on the AW roster that we think could get that kind of match out of him right now. You know what I mean? Like I'm waiting for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for Ibushi to show up and he fights Joe Moxley. And you know, maybe they do a tag match right away with all three. The golden trio. Give me him. Give me Kenny Kanosuke and, and Ibushi versus. Give me, give me them versus House. Of, give me give me them versus House of Black. Give me them versus the Death Triangle. Give me them versus. Give me that. Give me the entire roster against them at once in a stampede give me what I want. match. Exactly, hundred percent. Um. So Ring of Honor had a TV show this week. It was taped in front of a live audience in St. Louis. Taped before and after the Dynamite taping. Wait, so they taped some of it before and some of it after? That's okay. Correct, yes. So some of it was they treated it like a dark elevation for about 40 minutes. Some of it they taped after Rampage. Those people were there. After Rampage, baby. 
we open up with a big pop for Aussie Open. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Varsity athletes, Tony Nese, Ari Davari. Um, Pretty much they super kick Sterling, hit the forearm, smashes on Nese, then scored the win with the Coriolis. Beautiful finish, by the way. My God. Um, Miu Yamashita defeated Shaza McKenzie. We love seeing Yamashita. Honestly, saw her a couple times this weekend, and it always puts a smile on my face. <laughs> the Embassy, which are still champions, defeated uh, J.D. Griffey, Dak Draper, and Arjun Singh. And I don't. We were kind of talking while watching this one. Uh, I don't. I don't like Griffey being in this spot. Uh, Griffey's, you know, he's yeah, and well, it's just emotions. like this. I feel like the last time we saw him on Ring of Honor, which was like some pay-per-view match or something like that, that some pay-per-view tag match that him and uh, Shane Taylor had, I forget, they threw him on once. And like, they felt like they got treated like they were like both killers, you know what I mean? And now he's just getting thrown in a match just to lose, like randomly on an episode of, TV, of, of you know, not TV or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, I don't know, weird. I guess it doesn't really matter because like if, if like six months from now he wins like a bunch of matches and it doesn't, you know, but like, I don't know. I feel like. And we get a full like reformation of Shane Taylor promotion. That's, that's yeah, kind of what I was thinking they were going with because it does seem like they are pushing Shane right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. M- maybe. Oh. I don't know. He had a fun, that fun match with Samoa Joe I liked. So then there was, but there, like, the, they didn't, didn't he just win and get like, over um, Silas, right? So, I mean, I don't fucking know. Yeah, so it, it's it's a weird spot. Um, yeah, we're, we're gonna have to follow it. I mean, I, I'm very curious about how Ring of Honor looks uh, next week. What, what we I'm sure Tony just cooking. didn't think about it, but it's, it is weird. You know what I mean? Metalik and AR Fox defeated the Infantry, who were rocking some pretty cool gear. Um, Fox had a, a low main pain on Bravo before Metalik followed it with a rope walk elbow drop for the win. I like Bravo and Dean. No complaints here. Uh, I was saying to you, I would not be surprised if in like a year or two, they were like like a top team either in Ring of Honor or AW, you know, like just because they could be if they wanted to be, it seems like. Yeah. ROH Women's World Championship, Athena defeats Emi Sakura, who came out there with Mesa Ruga and Balianaki. The whole, whole group was there. This was this was such a fun match. This was the best match of the night, in my opinion. Yeah, this I would was agree. Intense, hard hitting. I if you're looking for a match to watch on Ring of Honor TV this week, this would be the one I point out. I'd be like, check this match out. You're not gonna fucking regret it. I walked away with a simple hope of Emi Sakura has been featured pretty regularly on AW Dark. More recently, she's had some AW. Uh, Rampage and Dynamite appearance. Shit, she got a title match against Jamie Hayter. Yep. But it might have been like an eliminator, but whatever, you know. But I I will say this. I would not be mad if Emi Sakura became one of the mainstays at the top of the line of the Ring of Honor women's division card. I could see that'd be good. Right in. To reward all the time she's just like lost to somebody on She could easily be the top of the line. And she could be the person that people try and beat. Because if you know, she gets established she gets as a legit Ring of Honor, like, potential, like, maybe if she even wins a championship at some point, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 100%. Th- then I, you I, could have I, her I winning when you win over her on Dark. Now it's not you're just winning over this chick that's always on Dark, you know what I mean? Like, which is yeah. not what it is. She does have a little bit of legitness to her, but she is just another person you could beat on Dark if you're on your way up in the women's division, you know? Yeah, so I'd love to see her be taken as a, a top of the line here. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Be cool. After the match, Athena went after Sakura's knee, trapped it in the stairs. After uh, May tried and failed to cut Athena off, 
Yuka fought Athena off. The two got into a pull-apart brawl. Athena beating up security, stopping the fight. Uh, Yuka hit a crossbody into Athena. A bunch of securities were standing tall with the ROH women's title. Yeah, Yuka said, only I get to beat up the Japanese. And my god... Uh, we we pretty we glossed about that match a little bit uh, last night. That that was a fun world title match between Yuka and Athena. Yes, agreed. Yeah, they had a fun match. Hard hitting. Uh, Athena's hard hitting style right now is making Ring of Honor feel very much like that style that we like. Like I'm just I mean I keep saying this like if Ring of Honor can keep this kind of style up and can keep like somebody in a spot where they can manage to take advantage of this style of wrestling. Because your your champions are hundred percent dependent on that. If you if you're gonna be able to have this, like I've realized that now, you can have wrestlers like this on your card, but not every match is gonna be a banger because you can't always put somebody. You're not always gonna have um I don't know somebody insane to put against your champion, even if they're like a freak. You know what I mean? So you know what's kind of cool about our women's champions right now? I'm gonna group AEW and ROH together. Okay, they all have almost like this. Uh, this unbeatable like feel to them. Yeah, that's true. Like, like it doesn't feel like anyone. Jamie Hader's not getting touched for months. I feel yeah, like Jamie Hader's beating the hell out of everyone, and Jade's been champion. If Jamie lost the title anytime soon, I think I'd be pissed. I honestly, you know what I mean? Like, they all feel like dominant forces as champions, and I think that is. And even if you go back one point. champion ago, Tony Storm seemed unstoppable. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would love to see this Athena against the returning Thunder Rosa. It would be that's that's kind of like my dream match for her right now, but I don't think, especially with that news, that doesn't seem like it's gonna happen anytime soon, which sucks. And like the longer that throws us out for, I mean, bro, she's not getting any younger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So wrestling, you know, she's already like, you know, for wrestling, like you're you're you know, she's missing her prime partially. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So okay, we had the kingdom, pretty much. All the teams that are in the the tag match, except for uh, which one wasn't Aussie Open because they already wrestled. The Kingdom LFI defeated Top Flight and the Lucha Brothers. This was just a, a fucking a constant like a flurry of offense, if you will. This is fun, and yeah, it was it was just a good preview for for the match of the following night. You know, Roosh won with a bull's horn. So. I'm I'm the leader of the Roosh should be like a top top guy in, in Ring of Honor right now, Brigade like. I, and that's a movement I can get behind, without a doubt. We're planting our flag. We're standing. We need Perro Pellegrosso on this version of Ring of Honor. Like, I actually think he'd be great on it. I don't know why he hasn't been used on it yet. I think it'd be good, too. So, Briscoe made his way to the ring. Talked about how he wasn't going to win the ROH TV title for himself. He was going to win it for himself, for his kids, for Jay's kids, and for everyone who's ever rolled with the Briscoes. Briscoe said that winning the TV title was his destiny. Samoa Joe jumped in on the video screen. He said that Briscoe had forgotten who Joe was, but Joe would quickly remind him at Supercard of Honor. Those guys had a fucking slobber knocker. A fucking slobber knocker, to say the least. Dasha interviewed Jay Lethal, who asked for this time. He wanted to say something to Mark Briscoe, who was walking back from the ring. Lethal wished Briscoe good luck in his match against Samoa Joe, and pretty much was just saying, hey man, do this for all of us. Go out there and win this for everyone because we all want you to win this. We're all rooting for you. And Garrett, Jay Lethal came across as a complete babyface, likable guy here. Which is night and day from his role in AEW. I mean, he, they can play it like that. There's no reason. I mean, you can have two different characters and two different promotions. It is going to be a little weird, but... Yeah. I could see... 
and maybe even it slowly builds up and he ends up leaving, you know, Jarrett and Sanjay or something. I don't know. Like, the guy's got to be getting bored of doing what he's been doing on AEW TV for a while, you know, like. Exactly. ROH Pure Championship match. Wheeler, you did a feature. Which, and it also, can I say, it seems like has a ceiling. Clearly, they're not winning any championships with that group. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, no. They've they've reached the ceiling for sure. Which sucks for Satnam because I don't think he gets used after that group, like, disbands, you know? Which, I mean. Yeah, we'll have to see where they go with him. Um, But this pure championship match was a glorified squash. He beat the shit out of him in less than five minutes. And it was just pretty much setting up Yuta calling Shibata out even more. And Shibata made his way to the ring. Yuta tried running him down, but Shibata ripped the microphone out of his hands and went nose to nose with him before Yuta left the ring. Uh, I mean, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting Shibata. to see Shibata on the go-home show to Ring of Honor. I was not. I don't know how this that didn't leak. fucking treated, man. Like, maybe it did, but I... I'd... Yeah, it was really cool. And then, oh my god. The other match that just was fucking incredible on this show. El Hijo del Vikingo. I know. We're saying his name again, and it's uh, associated with a great match. I know. He defeated Blake Christian. He is as incredible as advertised, genuinely. He is such a great professional wrestler. Blake Christian, give him his props here. He kept up. He gave us a fantastic match. I mean, holy shit, this live crowd. This this match was awesome. The championship was not on the line, but I mean, it's one of those things while covering Vikingo, it's a little hard. You know, we could go move for move and it's just. Can we? I don't know how to describe half the shit that he does. Just just know he went in, he got his shit in, Blake did his, and together they had an awesome It's crazy because it's, all right, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm make a statement here. I think guys like, like Vikingo, guys like Kenny, guys like Will, guys like even Brian Danielson have so many good moves in their arsenal that all you have to do is have like a semi-decent match with them and it's basically going to be already a four-star match. So if you're like Blake Christian and you have a pretty good arsenal, the match is always going to seem like way bigger and more important and like, like, why is this not a pay-per-view match? And you know what I mean? Like, not that I think all those things, and I'm saying like, that's, that's the kind of feelings you're going to walk away from having because it's just insane what a guy like that can do to elevate somebody else, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, good. St- um, Very nice. Uh, okay, Dasha interviewed Blake Christian. He was cut off by Prince Nana, who asked him to bail on tomorrow's six-man title match before getting his heart broken. He said, fuck no. Embassy jumped him before Christian's partners, AR Fox and Metal League, ran him off. Eddie Chant, Eddie Kingston defeated Christopher Daniels in our main event. Eddie Chant. This was a uh, pretty solid. It ended with uh, the win of two backfists, which was pretty fun ending. Daniels shook Kingston's hand before the ROH World Champion came out with a brand new world title. They went face to face. Claudio held the title up high. Kingston challenged yeah, him quite right. I mean, here. this is a good time, is Eddie. New title designs, thoughts. I think, yeah, I love them all, honestly. Agreed. And we don't need the tag. The tag title and the world titles don't look similar. Yeah, they didn't need to change them that much. I like that the world title looks, like you said, similar, but it looks like also like a completely different thing. Well, I just had a problem before with the tag titles and the 
the world title looking too similar together. Like, well, you just, know, because they were just like the old school style titles, right? Where they were just like the yeah. ROH logo. I honestly couldn't tell them apart if it was from afar. Yeah, no, if you put all three of them, if you had, you know, Claudio and say like, I don't know, like Moxley and, and Danielson for some reason were the tag champions. You had all three of them. They, it would look like they all had the same title. It would look like trios champions. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. but you know, so now they have something that makes them look different. I actually kind of like the women's title design too. It looks good. But yeah, they were still in this pay-per-view and I, uh, Eddie ended up not winning this. So, but I think this feud's continuing. Oh yeah. And we're going to get that Eddie feel good moment down the line and it's going to feel fucking great. I think, I think but, uh, it's crazy how Eddie's career seems like it's like, I feel like at some point he took control over the fact that he doesn't ever win these kinds of situations, you know, like, cause I feel like he wouldn't not win at some point. Someone was like either Tony or somebody he met was like, okay, we actually want you to win though. And he was like, no, not yet. You know what I mean? Not you gotta come on, man. Um, Real quick, I'll kind of fly through Stand and Deliver because uh, I believe you did not seek this one out, right? No, I did not watch NXT. So, uh, okay, Indy Hartwell ends up winning the women's championship match in a ladder match. I thought it was a pretty decent match. Everyone, everyone got their stuff in. And uh, I think so much potential in the ring here. So are you telling me both it's... both of Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano's children won this weekend? I am. All right. And they want it. Australia is flying their flags, my man. Like they are. So yeah, uh, she defeated Roxanne Perez, who was fucking awesome. Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, Lyra Valkyria, and Tiffany Stratton. And this was a fun little match. Um, there were some scary moments, some awesome moments, and all in all, you can't go wrong with a fucking six six man ladder match. Honestly, you just can't. Um, with the tag team champions chip match, this is a little brutal. Um. Gallus defeated Tony D'Angelo and Stax and the Creed brothers in a triple threat match. Uh, this was all about Gallus reuniting, which cool for those guys. Gallus have been wrestling in the UK together for a while. So it's cool to see those guys get their shit in. Um, all throughout the night, my guys pretty deadly. were doing their thing hosting the show. I love pretty deadly. One of my, uh, probably my favorite tag team in NXT now for sure. The North American Championship match, it was a five-way where Wesley defeated Dragunov, J.D. McDonough, Axiom, and Dragon Lee. And uh, just, this was such a fucking awesome match. I heard something that there's a rumor that Dragunov is going to be going to the main roster or something. What a brilliant decision that would be, if so. Because this guy, honestly, I think these five guys, now J.D. McDonough's had his ups and downs already in the company. And, you know, he, he had that moment with when he faced Finn Balor as Jordan Devlin, and it was a pretty cool moment. And I thought when he was Cruiserweight Champion, you know, never, was, never knew what was going to happen with him. But holy shit, the talent in this ring, NXT is changing. Like, this is not the NXT from a year ago. And it's changing for the better. They tried their little experiment. It didn't work. You need the wrestlers. And... The proof is in the pudding with this card, by the way. But Ilya Dragunov, Wesley, Axiom, who Axiom was a kid, and he had the fucking insane match with Zack Sabre Jr. That was my first ever match seeing him, and I couldn't fucking believe who this kid was. I was like, who is this guy? Oh, his name's A-Kid? Who the hell is this kid? And it was awesome. But, yeah. We were talking about Dragon Lee, big debut. I mean, 
Good on you, Dan. Dragon Lee's doing his thing, and his brothers did their thing this weekend in that fucking in my in that uh ladder tag match. So you know, LFI going strong in WWE, right? <laughs> um, Johnny got traitor. Defeated Grayson Waller in an unsanctioned match. This was fun. I mean, this was a ba- this was a a good Johnny Gargano, you know, badass fucking takeover match. There's no other way to put it. Johnny did his shit. If you if you like good Johnny Johnny Gargano matches, go ahead and enjoy this one. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn are the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. I'm just gonna say it like this: This is the 2.0 booking that came in. They won by uh. The James and Henley's boyfriends not giving them their purses to cheat. That's how they won. What? Okay. Wait, 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 Carmelo wait, wait, Hayes wait, 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 What? <laughs> That's we're leaving it at. Yes. That bad. Adults write that show. Um, no. Carmelo Hayes defeated Braun Breaker to win the NXT championship. I've said for a long time, Carmelo Hayes is unbelievably talented. They've given him everything to work with, and he's excelled in all of it. It's his time. He should run NXT now for the next year as the top dog. Let Braun Breaker just fucking go, go slap him on Raw or something. Let him face Cody for the championship. There we go. Send it in. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that was his first match, Cody versus Cody for the championship on Raw? Yeah, exactly. Um, but this was fine. I mean, this... It felt like a big match, and I guess that was if that's what you want it to feel like, and I think they both delivered in that big match. So, yeah, let the speculation of Braun Breaker uh, to the main roster begin. And the last little bit of news will come. Change the fucking the name if you're taking him over to the main roster, please. <laughs> God. Yeah, so, it is a, a very interesting name. Last little bit of news we'll cover for tonight: WrestleMania Night One, WrestleMania Thirty Nine Night One. So we opened up. Austin Theory defeated John Cena to retain the U.S. Championship. We didn't have our predictions in a podcast, but we actually did some predictions with our friend Dart. And I wish we had them because I don't remember everything off the top of my head. But this was a uh, – I thought this match was exactly what we thought it would be, right? This is actually uh, – we both watched WrestleMania. So any uh, any thoughts you had from this one? Uh, I mean, other than it's – now we know where they feel like Austin Theory is in their eyes. It's a big deal for him, you know? Um, Yeah, biggest win of the guy's career. Certified legend that he pinned. Um, You know, or I guess beat, whatever you want to call it. He cheated. No, but anyway, um, that cheating bastard. But anyway, um, you know, I mean, it was just a, it was a good match. Not, yeah, was- not much more to say about it than that because it was, they. I think they picked the right match to open the show with. I'll say that. I do too. It, in the match, dude, it served its purpose. Then we had the Fatal 4-Way Tag Match. The Street Profits, Braun Strowman and Ricochet, Alpha Academy, the Viking Raiders. The entrances were probably longer than the match. Uh, it was eight and a half minutes, but I thought this... In terms of having a match that has no stakes and it's just thrown out there, the guys just have to go out and deliver. They just have to. You 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 force them to. I do wish there was you know some stakes on this match, but there wasn't. That's okay. But oh my god. Chad Gable is my guy. I, I love Ricochet. I love Chad Gable. I, I, I just dude. Chad Gable's so likable, and when he hit the rolling, what was it? A rolling German suplex to fucking Strowman. Like, dude, 
It's just the visual of that looks so fucking cool. Speaking of Strowman, dude, he man hit a frog splash in this match. Strowman hit the frog splash. Everyone got their shit in. This was a really fun match. And uh, tag team wrestling. Fucking tag team wrestling. I, I hope, I really hope we are in a new era <clears> of tag team wrestling everywhere. Because we... <laughs> I mean, we got trios Not- in AEW. You know, we got Aussie Open breaking the universe. You know, we got... Uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks when they're not when they're healthier like the best tag team in the world you know what I mean like I mean catch catch 22 in in Japan as well as Bishamon in Japan both having there's that one team in DDT as well that I can't think of the name of that's also like there's a couple teams in DDT but like there's a couple that like last couple years have been lighting shit up you know what I mean like so tag team wrestling is alive and well right now and I don't know these are four teams I got no beef with, with all four teams. Uh, former IWGP champions War Machine, also known as the Viking Raiders here. And Ricochet's held bu- belts. Wait, they, those guys so. held the IWGP titles? Really? Yep. Huh. IWGP, NXT. I'd have to double check Ring of Honor. I don't know if they've won that one, but they've won a lot. You see, so. that must have just been a team that I missed back in the day or something that just like, slipped under my radar before they made it to NXT. Because I always remember them yeah, from NXT, was, you know? It was fast. Yeah, it was their 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 rise was very fast. And it was cool to see. Yeah, yeah, because kind of, everyone was like, oh, these guys. And then they, like, changed their name, and everyone was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the Seth Viking Rollins. experience, Charlie. <laughs> I will never forget that podcast. That was the greatest episode of our podcast ever. I will never forget that. That was insane. <laughs> Seth Rollins defeated Logan Paul. Um, Again, Logan Paul's only had a few matches under his belt. But he just, he understands wrestling, right? He knows the gimmicks. They're smart enough to have Logan Paul put his own friend through a table. I mean... Uh, how'd you feel just... about seeing KSI on WrestleMania? I thought that was fucking awesome, right? It's just, I remember watching up... KSI back when his YouTube channel name was KSI LGBT. And like, so this is, it's wild to me to see him on fucking WrestleMania. Like, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> and get us such a badass spot. Yeah, this was cool. Like, I remember that this motherfucker from the COD commentary days. You know what I mean? Like, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And he's on WrestleMania now. You know what I mean? <laughs> motherfucker made <laughs> it. Logan, you know what I mean? With Logan fucking Paul. What the fuck? Uh, six women tag match. Trish Stratus and tag team champions Becky Lynch and Lita defeated Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. This match was what it was, right? Nothing too crazy here. Um,. Bad Bunny came out. He joined the Spanish announce table. Ray Mysterio. Bro, why is the Spanish the announce table like the hottest place in wrestling these days? I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, like everybody's going and hanging out at the Spanish announce table. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> uh, Ray defeated Dominic here. He. Uh, I was actually surprised. Uh, surprising result for me. I, I loved the fucking video packages for this. Honestly, some of my favorite video packages ever were this fucking feud. <laughs> there was so much shit. the kid going to prison doing hard time and it changed him it literally pops me every time um and then him showing up on thanksgiving beating the shit out of his dad <laughs> All right, I, i'm gonna get canceled by wrestling fans for this take but i still don't care about this feud that's fair hey dude you're you more than good for that for me even if i had never seen a single thing about this if i watched this package i'd be like what the fuck did i miss I mean, I'll admit it was a good video package. I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I, 
I don't know. I just, it didn't. It... I actually, I bought all into this. This was a match I really enjoyed. And I thought they paced it very well. Um, This is the match where I realized, thank God we have good commentators in AEW. Because they didn't sell the shit out of anything. This was very, the, and, and you know what really got it? really got to me i'm only gonna say this once is when there was a highlight so a crazy move just happened Corey graves didn't really react michael cole kind of gave it you know his joe buck reaction and i see the spanish announce table freaking the fuck out standing up getting hyped and I, this is what that's the role mcafee filled mcafee would get you excited and whether it's roh aw new japan there's always hold on pause excited so <laughs> the pause is not the pause meta has now entered the podcast yes so yeah it's just uh my god is commentary falling uh for for fucking i i really realized that that match don't get me wrong they 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 did better later in the night but oh my god you could not have fucking sold that any worse and then holy shit we had a fucking banger of a women's match uh rhea ripley defeated charlotte flair to win the smackdown women's championship uh, what did you think of this one? This was uh, this got the time. They were motivated. And they fucking delivered. It was like Charlotte. Like we. This was so like Charlotte's. I've I've made the comparison. If you go back and find old podcasts, I used to always compare her to Randy Orton because if she's invested, it's a fucking banger. But if she's like, eh, it's it's fine. You know, I go back to those like nine TV matches for the title where her and Sasha traded back the championship. You know what I mean? Um. And there, some of them were great. Most of them would probably be like three and a half, maybe four, maybe would scrape a four, you know, like if like Meltzer rated those matches on the same level, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, but like I could see him giving this five. Oh, yeah, this one. But like, you know, he will only give those matches. Like, it's like you have to have a really, really good story and a good match for Meltzer to give a shit about you in WWE, you know, like um, or be one of his people from elsewhere, you know, but um. <clears throat> But I mean, like, um, yeah, I just, I was, I was wondering which version of Charlotte we were going to get. And from, Same. you know, uh, bell from the first ring of the bell on, like, you could tell Charlotte was locked in on this match. Um, and Charlotte's not the kind of person that won't drop the title when she knows that she has to. Like, this is not, I think she knew when she got this championship run, probably, that it was gonna. It wasn't gonna be like she was gonna be champion for like eight million months, like she usually is. You know what I mean? Like, which is fine. She deserves to be a champion. You know what I mean? It's just like you know, um, it was it was Rhea's time to be SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah, and uh, it uh, I th- I gotta say I think it delivered there for sure, right? So definitely one of my uh, one of my favorite women's matches this year because. I was just double checking the date and Jamie Hader Rashida happened in 2022. So that was the other one. I was like, I thought I was going to say, this is probably number two behind that, but fuck, this might be number one of this year for me then for uh, women's matches right now. So I really liked it. Yeah. And, that that might change after this week on dynamite though. It might change. That might fucking change. Oh, uh, there was some shenanigans, you know, they, they had to cool down the crowd a little bit. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeated the Usos to win the undisputed tag team championships. Little Uzi Vert came out with the Usos, bro. Little Uzi Vert. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> so, um, while the Usos' legendary title reign ends, the bloodline that 
you know, we we cover the Royal Rumble here, and we talked all about how the bloodline was, and you know, it it was that show quite literally. And um, this match was fucking awesome. I I love them having the Super Dragon and PWG stuff on their shorts. I thought that was a cool little touch. So the Usos held the SmackDown tag titles for 622 days. My question is this, though. If they split those titles back off eventually and there's two sets of tag titles again, do do Sammy and KO get a a run with both titles or just one run? You know, I don't know. I, I, I never understood why they combined their titles. Honestly, it... It's reached the point where maybe for the tag division, you just use one belt, maybe one. I mean, honestly, Fox is going to be pissed about that. Yeah, they got to they gotta figure that out. That's, that's a whole fucking, there's a lot of politicking going on with that. I don't know what they're going to do. But yeah, We need Maxwell to get in match, there and sort things out. This match had all the big moments. It had all the drama. It had all the moves. The Kevin Owens hot tag. Bruh. How great was that? We love Kevin Owens here, right? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely a Kevin Owens stand pod. Kevin Owens made the list. But uh, any thoughts you have from this main event before we uh, jump into uh, some AW Dark Elevation? Uh, it's good to see that they actually see this guy as a guy that can main event WrestleMania with this. I mean, shit, AEW basically got birthed out of fucking them not putting this guy in the main event of a WrestleMania, Charlie. Let's be real, you know, so... Yep, the Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens match, right? Yep. So, yeah. Most entertaining thing on the entire show, on the entire year, on that was the opening match of that show. I'm pretty sure. You know what I mean? Like, what a wild! Yeah. uh, If you guys didn't see, there were some some people this week kind of doing what was the most influential wrestling matches in the history and what like formed AEW more or less, like modern matches that for you know what were some of the more important ones and. That was one of the ones that really stuck out to me. I was like, "Wow, they're fucking right." Because that, that when that bridge was burned with Jericho and WWE, that because as you guys remember, Jericho was the first massive announcement they signed with AEW. I don't think AEW. I mean, let's just. I mean, I, I give Jericho shit for taking credit, but if he hasn't signed, if he doesn't sign with AEW, do they get Moxley? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. What's What's crazy is you could uh, go down that domino effect, right? Of <laughs> if this happened, does this happen? You know, say uh, say the Kenny and Jericho match never happens, and and we don't get that result. But you know, here we are, and double or nothing happened, where Moxley showed up, and we live in a world where AW exists, right? At the end of the day, yeah. So yeah, we that we're in the said, good timeline. Imagine the timeline the where timeline. AW didn't exist. My God. Yeah, and you could almost say the fact that AW exists has formed WWE to. Really trying to pursue some of these bigger storylines. Because when was the last time they had a storyline as good as the Bloodline? It has been a long fucking time. It's not not since I've ever been watching, probably. Maybe. maybe yeah. do, do we kick it all the way back to like CM Punk and John Cena? Is that how far back you have to go? Probably. So, okay. That being said, we got some results to get into. So we're going to dive into Elevation, Dark, Dynamite, and Rampage. And then that'll be it for the week. And we'll send you a uh, two. But... Before we get into that, you have the control here. AEW Dark Elevation Episode 108. And for some reason, my notes closed on my phone. So we're going to take a few seconds. Oh, there it goes. Anyway, it's right there. We opened the show with everybody's favorite tag team in the history of AEW and Ring of Honor, the Varsity Athletes. 
who I actually think have improved as a tag team. I think Davari and Nice are actually doing uh, some stuff that I, I do like. Um, Mark Sterling continued to get buried by Paul White on the mic. Um, they, little, they did a little like, uh, like you know, the zoom in on the commentary team uh, and said, hey, we did this basketball event where we had one of the Jacksons shooting hoops. Uh, I don't know if you saw any of the footage of that on BTE, Charlie. It was, uh, it was pretty good. Um, I did enjoy it. Nick, Nick's a fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, absolute freak. Man defeated Satnam Singh in 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 a knockout. I mean, that's I, I, it's not an easy game to win against a man that tall. You know. Wow. Can I just chime in? I just got a notification on my phone for the next Aussie Open match. Hit me with it. Um. So at Capital Collision, that New Japan Strong pay per view, they'll be facing Motor City Machine Guns. This is for the championship. It'll be Aussie Open. Motor City Machine Guns and Okada Tanahashi. My God! <laughs> yeah, the run these fucking guys are on, dude. I just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had to chime in and say that, but uh, carry no, on. No, <laughs> absolutely love it. Love the flavor. And the next match we had on the show after that little basketball event uh, acknowledgement was Nyla Rose and Marita Shafir taking on uh, a couple of job skis. Um, I like, bro, Mox gassing up Marina on uh, the episode of uh, the sessions that he was on. Honestly, bro, made me really excited when I saw that she was on this episode because I was like, bro, I'm ready to watch and see what he sees. Because now now that I know that he sees her as like having a, like a boatload of potential, it makes me even more excited that I've been basically like keeping an eye on her for a while now. You know, we knew who she was from WWE, but she literally never got used there. You know what I mean? Nor did Jessamyn yep. Duke. So it was like... Now she's she's making her way even more around because she was at Bloodsport this weekend too. Absolutely. Um, she did a really nice German suplex. She incorporated some of the ground game here. This was mostly a match for her. I like that Nyla is just kind of sitting back in these matches and letting Marina get some time in the ring because she doesn't need it, obviously, you know? Nyla's great. So, and she probably can do more, like, to help if she's like not tagging in as much, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Anyway. Um, and she did that like an orange choke, the greedy, I think it's called that she does. It just looks absolutely horrendous to be in. It just looks awful. It looks like you're just dying, you know? Um, and she picked one with that. Uh, Willow Nightingale took on Maggie Lee. Bro, what the fuck is up? Willow has a three and five record this year in AEW. That needs to change. Yeah. I'm sorry. She faces. She gets a lot of these matches on Dynamite and Rampage, where she's facing, you know, either the Outcast or something like that. And it <laughs> doesn't go well. She hit a pounce, hit the cannonball, and hit the babe with power bomb. Picked up the win. The reality, Zach Clayton, uh, took on Anya and uh, sorry, and Anya. Sorry, took on Anya. Yeah, imagine. Normally, that's what would happen, but yeah, the reality, Zach Clayton and Anya took on Large William, Big Bill, and Lee Moriarty. And Lee Moriarty. Um, there was some we want Big Bill chance, bro. Is Big Bill gonna become a baby face? Is that what we're seeing happen in real time, Charlie? I want to live in the Big Bill baby face timeline. That's we're getting there eventually. Him and Lee are gonna be tag team champions as baby faces when they betray Stokely. All right. Anyway, um, that little like full Nelson slam thing they do as their finisher as their finisher as well. I, I did. I dug that. Um, it's good stuff. <clears throat> I like. I I like this team, man. It's good stuff. So Athena took on uh, Tootyland for the Ring of Honor Women's World title. Sorry, it was a Women's World title proving ground match, I should say. It wasn't really for the title, but whatever. Um, which is interesting because she's also being featured as part of like a sort of a mini storyline on Ring of Honor right now. Sorry, not Ring of Honor, on AW, I should say. 
Um, I guess technically both consider that she was involved in Ring of Honor for this match. It's weird because she's like the process. Uh, the sorry, the what is it? The process? The she the, she's the assistant the, yeah, the to the legal lawyer. Processor. What, what what did you say? Yeah, the legal processor. Oh yeah, that's what call I called earlier. Yeah, they, they they also can't figure out what it is either on Dynamite, so it's fair for me not to be able to figure it out. But so she's getting featured here. I don't know if that's going to be like a, a permanent, not permanent, but like a semi permanent role she's going to be in for a while. But if it is, it's good that they're using her in these situations as well because you know, obviously we get to see what she can do in the ring at that point too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was a. Uh, it was the setup match that Emmy used to get the title match because she picked up the title here at the end and then sat on Mike Posey's knee with the championship and uh, challenged Athena, basically. And yeah, yeah. so um, we had the SAP, the entire group, taking on, um, I guess not the entire group because there's other Spanish announcers besides the SAP, I'm assuming. You know, otherwise, how 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 is their commentary during those matches? You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Actually, I say that, but I guess there must not be Spanish commentary for di- for Dark, right? There just must not be. I can't imagine why there would be, because it's on YouTube. I actually don't know. Hmm, interesting question. Anyway, um, we're, we're going to find out that there's actually a separate AEW Dark and Espanol channel that we don't even know about. But um, <clears throat> anyway, um, they took on... Uh, um, the firm, which I believe it was um, uh, Ethan Page, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy here. Um, and Ethan Page came out and said he's just not feeling it today. And, you know, we had to have Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy cheer him up. We got a little bit of, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, which confused Luther, which I think if you've confused Luther, you have a uh, fucked gimmick. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> talk about a match that meant fucking nothing. All right, moving on. Riho took on Diamante. I like Diamante getting a main event spot here. Oh, yeah. It's the main event of the evening. We got some women in the main event, brother. I love it. Um, and Rio was doing some good selling here. Uh, good color. I, she, I, I like her in the dark color gear. She should use that more often. Um, and she locked her up with a pin combo for the win. Uh, Diamante is still the ultimate jobber. And that takes us to Dark 189. And Dark 189. This was one of those AEW Dark episodes where we had a lot of matches and none of them fucking mattered. Um, <laughs> sorry. AR Fox defeated Nick Camarado. Yeah, so Nick Camarado. I literally asked you like, like two days ago, like, what yeah. the fuck is Nick Camarado? I guess I should have watched Dark this week yeah. if I wanted to know. I, uh, I dug it and uh, AR Fox won with a 450 splash to pick up the victory. One of my favorite matches of this card, actually, Sky Blue defeated Queen Aminata. This was a fun little match. These, these two... You can tell they have relate. They like have some good chemistry. Mm-hmm. They've had like two or three matches on Dark now, and each one of them has been pretty solid. And I was kind of doing a little, a little looking, and it looks like they've they've kind of gone through the same indie circuits together, and mm. yeah, really cool stuff. So I'm sure they've they've trained together a lot, and you know, as Sky Blue is becoming more of a star, and Queen Aminata is someone who I would love to see more of. I'm cool if this continues, you know. I'm hoping I think Aminata would be great for Ring of Honor's women's division because we, you know, we we often talk about I mean, that's the thing both shows probably need more of than anything because you could pull so many stars from AEW right now to put on. Oh, yeah. The men's division yeah. or even the tag division in, in Ring of Honor. You know what I mean, so like <clears throat> so you don't need that necessarily, but you do need some women. And I think maybe she could do a run there and then eventually work her way around AEW. I think that'd be a great way for Tony to like 
to to be interested in her, but also not have to put all her chips, put all her chips. Yeah, Tony's a her now. No, put all his chips on a person he doesn't necessarily know if if they're gonna work out or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, very very true. Eva Luno defeated Alexander Moss. This was fucking instant. Two pile drivers. Marina Shafir defeated Steph Delander, who we just talked about a little bit ago. She was on some GCW. This was the uh, AW debut for the firm of Persia, Persia Perota of WWE NXT. And yeah, Marina, I, I'm I'm always with you. I'm keeping an eye on Marina. I, I, I dig it. Zach Clayton defeated Shaft. Who? Shaft. Zach. Shaft. Shaf. Why is his name Shaf? I what the hell? You, you got me. What happens if you search Shaf on Google? Oh no, my computer's compromised. Okay. I'm oh sorry. no, the CIA has entered the chat. Defeated. Uh, I believe these guys are the Skulk, right? I don't have it listed, but Liam Gray and Adrian Alanis, the Skulk. Probably the last <laughs> one, top flight. Uh, there is Skulk in there, flash. brother. There's a skulk and there's a look and there's a bulk. QT Marshall and Aaron Solo defeated Austin Green and Barry Morales. Yep. Brady Booker. My guy. Brady Booker. Brady Booker. Brady Booker. Defeated uh, Serpentico. And he, he won with a torture rack. And holy shit. There was a lot of NXT releases on this show. I did. I just put two and two together. Cole Carter was defeated by Kanosuke Takeshita. Yeah, after so, that match, yeah, I think you could say Cole Carter was uh, sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> he was indeed sleeping with the fishes. Um, so yeah, I think he yeah, dropped. I, I, I think you could say Kanosuke dropped two dimes on him. I think this was my tenth Takeshita match this week, and uh, this was a quick one. So, Charlie, will I ever get past these jokes with with Cole Carter? No. Even bootleg sting when he did that, he just he, there's no escaping. Okay, I think it's time for some AEW dynamite. Um, if you teamed up Slim J with Cole Carter, would that be the worst tag team of all time? <laughs> Why would you make that pairing? Why wouldn't I? <laughs> you got. I got nothing. You win. Checkmate, motherfucker. Total deletion activated. Total nonstop deletion. The more I think about it, I think we should enter an angle where Cole Carter and M, you know, because MJF's been talking a lot lately how his fiance left him. Have have, have Cole Carter be the one that stole her, stole her away? You could either do that. You could have Cole Carter be the one that accidentally like stole his wife. Or he sent, or, or he sent her screenshots from MJF's phone that like showed. Maybe you have Cole Carter be the one to start comforting MJF, and pause. They, they turn into a very comfortable bond with each other, and then you know we start seeing him. We start seeing MJF wearing Cole's like beautiful leather jacket. Look, there's a couple things you could do here. What Why are we writing this weird MJF Cole Carter fan fiction? I want Cole Carter to be with MJF from now on. I don't. I, I don't care how you do it. They can be best friends. They can be pals, or, you know, maybe he can just be his new heater. I just, I don't know. I like Cole Carter. I will say I'm kind of with people at this point. I don't, I don't think MJF needs anybody else with him, but I also no, I like, I feel like he should be on the show more. So I don't know. 
And he really doesn't have a reason to be, let's be real, if he doesn't have somebody else to try and get over because he's over. It doesn't matter if he shows up a week before the pay-per-view, we're still going to be into it, you know? And as we have, we've seen from Dak's podcast, even if he's in a group, he doesn't give a fuck. Um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry defeated Matt Hardy. Uh, this match was fine. It went some good length. The story of the post-match was bigger. And yeah, I can see, you know, maybe Perry's the one that take down Max, right? But, uh, potentially potentially any any thoughts you had on this match and uh yeah i guess after you know mjf and max they got some beef or well mjf and max mjf and jack got some serious beef yeah mjf definitely has some serious internal issues to deal with but <laughs> but yes his problems with with, with uh, jungle jack are definitely up there um I, I i'm pulling up my notes that's why i was like uh, stalling um yeah no i mean i i i like um I liked MJF, like singling him out as his equal in AEW. I I kind of like that. You know what I mean? Um, it's a nice touch. It, it makes a lot of sense too if you really look at their parallel stories. Like the, the MJF just says things that are true at this point. He doesn't really cut promos. He just says facts, and we're all just like, yeah. I mean, kind of. I'm not wrong. No, exactly. He, the man, is a heat-seeking fucking missile. Yeah, I don't know why it is that I just... It doesn't matter what he says. I'm just like, nah, fuck you. Eat a dick. You know what I mean? That's... Eat a peni. Okay. Alex Marvez is backstage at the request of Don Callis, who told Kenny Omega, Omega, he lost his balance last week with Hangman Adam Page. He questions why Omega would trust Page, not him, after everything that has happened with him. Callis said he's going to find Page and make things right. And Omega starts getting taped up ahead of his title match. Video package is shown of Matt Menard, Angela Parker taking the acclaimed daddy ass out for a night on the town in St. Louis. A hockey game, carousel rides, a big dinner as they made their pitch. Bowens and Caster to join the JAS, which would all be paid for by the Ocho, Chris Jericho. The acclaimed said they'll have their answer next week. Think we might get a thing where the acclaimed join them for a little bit. I, I think it's possible. It's I mean, they're they're making down. a big deal out of it. The acclaimed have joined with heel groups before, even when they were over as baby faces. You know what I mean? Like, I would argue that when they joined with the with the guns, they were arguably already over as faces. To be honest, you know, like um, we ha- maybe they hadn't like stopped being heels yet, but I think I think we would agree it, that's when that really started was back in that time. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. so I could see them doing that. It would be like the third like big act in AEW to join it uh, you know the 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 Jericho group for a little while and then go off you know what I mean like so the Jericho Appreciation Society so I mean hey it, it's a good company to be in you know um they would fit I mean I agree with with Jericho or I guess I guess I agree with Menard and and Parker that they do fit the sports entertainment vibe you know so that would make sense but Maybe not. Maybe I don't. I mean, I don't think they're going to be in the yeah. title scene anytime soon if FDR wins. So I mean, I, I'm a lot of things are answered next Wednesday. Um, John Moxley, Claudio, and Wheeler <coughs> defeated Dalton Castle and the Boys. This wasn't even a match. This was a slaughter. I I'm so pissed, Tony Khan. What are you doing? You're not the only one. I'm pissed. Leave Dalton alone. This uh, I wanted the match, but you know we're going full hero heel on the Blackpool Combat Club, so it is what it is. Video package for Kenny and Cobb. Marvez is backstage <coughs> with Hangman. Excuse me. He said, Nick Jackson suffered a separated shoulder. Matt Jackson has a partially torn, <coughs> excuse me, partially torn bicep. Are you good? 
<coughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Do you want me to take over for a sec? Uh, Marvez asked to attack them. Paige said it was the combat club. Callus entered the picture and apologized for falling down last week as he extended his hand. I'm not going to lie. And then the Blackpool Combat Club started attacking the uh, hangman. I'm like, did this son of a bitch just join them? No, I don't think they knew in that moment either. I think I think Mox actually genuinely thought about it and was like, nah. You know what I mean? That's fair. I could see that. I, I, I could see Don just throwing the hand up just, just in case. And if, if he goes with it, then there's a whole different story they can tell. You know what I mean? Where now he joins yeah. with them. You know what I mean? And... Maybe Kenny defects or some crazy shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why Kenny would join with them, but I don't know. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, so I can see it. Yeah, so Callis got busted open in the process, and apparently that was a shoot. He didn't, he, he didn't like, cut himself or something. He fucking hit his head fall. Don Callis, are you okay, man? Are you good, bro? Okay, we had the Omega, Omega match, which we covered. The Omega, Omega Ladon. Of FDR challenging the guns was shown. The guns said they used to see FDR as heroes, but then they met him. The only hero they ever met was their father, and everyone saw what they did to him. Next week will be the AW Tag Team title match where FDR loses. They leave AEW. Orange Cassidy's international title reign continues as he defeated the Butcher. What did you take the lead here? What did you think of this match? Uh, I kind of had hoped there had been, like, not. I mean, maybe it was just a positioning on the card. Excuse me, but, um,. But, uh, you know, the pre-bell attack, so there was not going to be that long of a match, which was like, fine. But, you know, like, I did, like, butcher chucking him all over the place and Cassidy bumping around like a fucking fish, you know? Um, and uh, at one point, actually, Cassidy, I think, was uh, trying to hit a stunner or something like that. And he kind of fucked up and, like, Butcher, like, saved his ass. That was pretty cool. I caught that. I was like, oh, good job, Butch. You know what I mean? Nice job, Butch. And then uh, Trent Barretta breaking the rules. Why is that my favorite thing? <laughs> He's breaking the rules. So yeah, we knew that was going to pay off to something eventually. So, you know, I'm sure they showed up in the ambulance. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was, that was a fun little match. Um, It wasn't the best Orange Cassidy inter- international title match we've had. Unfortunately for him. Well, actually, fortunately for him, that bar is extremely high. I like to put you in the spot. But, yeah, uh, I mean, do, so do we still think it's Konosuke that's going to take this title off of uh, of our boy, uh, Orange? I mean... As time goes on, I, I'm I'm still getting the vibe that they want to catch you doing something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% down. Let him take that international title to Japan, defend it against all the Japanese dudes. It's Juice Robinson. Do what? Huh? I'm also not going to be shocked if it's Juice Robinson. Oh, yeah, Juice, right Juice goes on to beat Ricky, <clears throat> and yeah, I could see that little Jade Cargill video package talking about how Taya laid out Layla Gray and Mark Sterling with Jaded breaking Sterling's nose in the process. Valkyrie has a match on Rampage and Sterling will give his legal processor with him to handle things. Juice talked about his match with the Action Andretti on Friday this on this Rampage. Every punch he connects with him will be a statement for Ricky Starks as this will be a small taste of what Starks to go through next week on Dynamite. Next week Dynamite's fucking loaded. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be nuts. <clears throat> Ruby Soho defeated Willow Nightingale, another L for Willow on the on a dynamite or a rampage. Yeah, I guess you can't spell Willow without two L's, huh? This is very true, and even Nightingale has one. Fuck, that's brutal. Yeah, true. She had a good comeback after the commercial, and she kind of started whacking. Hey, Serena. you know what Willow also has in it though? It's got a W. Yep, it absolutely does. 
future women's world champion. And yet, um, the story here was Jamie Hader came back. Shit, it's got two W's. Oh, God. She Wait, does that cancel game. out the L's? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. But Wait, that just means there's just one L. Shit. She beat the living shit out of people. Riho hit the ring with Sky Blue. And we're just doing a little more teasing for what's to come. Video package. Powerhouse Hobbs. TNT title defense is shown. Hawks of the TNT title is never leaving his waist. And then the main event of the evening. After nine months, Adam Cole has returned to face Daniel Garcia. This was a... We had some good back and forth grappling here, and eventually Adam Cole. Got Dude, going. was that Garcia music new? Yes, it was. Danny Garcia did get a new theme and instant reactions. I thought it was pretty bad compared to his other one. Yeah, I it's mean, actually like uh, pretty weak. And we heard it again uh, at Ring of Honor, right? Yeah, um, very weak compared to his other one. His other theme's great, and usually with AEW, I think they get a lot of upgraded themes. But Claudio also had a new theme, and it didn't hit me the right way right away either. But I think that again, one's going to grow th- on me over time. But yeah, I'm with you on that thing, as well. Yeah, all things might change in time, but this Danny Garcia one's a hard sell right now for me. Good, good call there. I would have forgot to talk about that. Um, yeah, his other theme was so great, man, so great. Fuck. Uh, but yeah, uh, Adam Cole. I thought he looked fine. This was, uh, yeah, missed zero beats, nailed some Canadian, just, I mean, you know, the Pan- what is it, the Panama Sunrise or whatever. Yep. Uh, he had the big kiss with Britt Baker as the streamers fell, which I'm sure is going to be tied in with uh, kind of the story of their, they seem to be like the main couple here on. Uh, Dude, uh, can we get, called? do you think we could, like, all right, hear, hear me out. Do you think we could get, because uh, Tony Storm and Juice are a thing, right? So, mixed tag? It'd be fun. It'd be an awesome match. You could run a mixed tag with them and Sammy and, and Ty, which would be kind of cool. How about too. a triple threat mixed tag? All three of those teams. Fuck it. Four, fatal four-way throw Kip and Penelope in there, too. That would be a banger of a match. <laughs> Fuck it. Five-way. Maki death kill. No. <laughs> but six-way. Pussy. All right. All right, now I'm in. Seven-way. Cardona DeLander. No. Right, I'm sorry. The, the, the multiverse. The multiverse. All right. Reel it back in. Reel it back in. Um, but yeah. This was, uh, I think we set up uh, his next program with Chris Jericho. How do you feel about that right away? You Jimmy's Russell? I mean, I, I initially, concerned. I told you about this initially when I, when we first uh, connected after Dynamite this week, on like Thursday or whatever it was, when we were starting to watch everything from this week. And I, I'm not excited about it because I don't want him to be like locked in that feud because everyone that feuds with Jericho like is locked up with Jericho for like at least like a month or two, which is fine. It's just like, I wish... I wish we could get something. I just, I don't know. I, it'll probably be fine. I just, I, I don't know. I was thinking in my head it would be somebody else, but not, I didn't have anybody in mind. I just thought it would be not Jericho, but that's not a problem for me because it's going to be awesome. As long as he went, that's, uh, that's what we need. The fucking Ocho. Chris Jericho. I, I, I'm, I mean, he's always going to be the Ocho to be. God damn. I mean, especially because he, no, like people don't understand. I don't think people will, people are going to look back on that title reign, like in history and be like, holy shit. It was eight defenses, 88 days, fucking eight people in his faction. And, uh, uh it was his eighth title reign. I mean, it's just like insane. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it was very planned and it was beautiful. 
it was very, very well, well thought out or just unbelievable luck. Yeah. If, if it was luck that it worked out that way, like that's. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after now we're going into AEW Rampage. Rampage, baby. QT, QTV segment. They're mocking Wardlow. Marshall is using his new finisher, the Dirt Sheet Driver, which he uh showed on Dark. He stole that from Kabashi, that son of a bitch. That son of a biscuit-eating bulldog. And yeah, I think Wardlow's just going to eventually fucking destroy these guys, and it'll be a fun little crowd reaction. Ethan Page signed the contract for a match with Hook next Wednesday in Long Island. That's going to be a fun match. The paperwork, and Page has no idea how any of that works. Matt winks to the camera while Page signs, so... We're probably gonna get some shenanigans in sh- in 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 progress there, right? I, uh, do uh, I? I'm just. I I think I said a few weeks back that they should book this match if they're gonna have them face him face this group right now. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So you know, makes sense. Brody King, Malachi Black went to a no contest with the best friends. So Julian rare DQ. Um, rare DQ doesn't happen. There was a long. guy in the crowd in a in a fucking Cheetos shirt, dude. I actually caught that guy. That was that was pretty wild, actually. What <laughs> wrestling fans this weekend were just on something. <laughs> they really were. Uh, God, I was just reading this. I'm kind of going through the the notes on the AW website. This fucking thing called it Murphy, dude. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> definitely not called Murphy anymore. It's not Murphy anymore, guys. <laughs> Jesus, it's not technically an AW sanctioned website, but whatever. Um, Jesus. This was this was setting up a trios title match. Let's be honest. Exactly, which we will get. Which is going to be a great match. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland exchange some. Uh, some Bro, Keith Lee had one of the fucking medalist lines I've ever heard in this fucking yeah, thing, dude. Jabs. Swerve thinks he's a mogul, but if Lee puts Swerve six feet under, will that just make him an underground rapper? Bro, that's a bar. <laughs> that's fucking incredible. <laughs> the man's out here that's rapping. Incredible. And Swerve's the rapper. I I don't I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. I still like what these guys are doing. This should have been six months ago, though. That's the thing. Like it should have been when sure. they broke up. It, it should have been a long time ago. And but you know what? People are like the takes I see online about Keith Lee right now because he's just letting his natural hair go. Like he's just. He's I'll admit he doesn't look as good as he did hair. before, but like I'd rather him be comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, let's be real. Exactly. If this is how he feels, if maybe he's just sick of dying his fucking hair. He it's probably, probably fucking expensive. Let's be honest. Like, he, with how much his hair grows and how fast it grows, he probably has to do that shit once a month. Like, fuck that. He's probably done with it. Like, he wants to embrace his other shit. Uh, Taya Valkyrie defeated Marina Shafir here. She used the Road to Valhalla. Cargill was pretty pissed. And she tried to charge Valkyrie. Sterling and Layla Gray held her back. And yeah, um, I'm excited for this match. I I think, look, Valkyrie can work with anyone. And there's a good chance Jade could drop the title to her. She is uh, a nice little signing. And they're getting featured every single week. Like they have, this, this program has been featured on both shows every single week. So Kind of nice. It's nice to see with uh, Jade's title reign getting a, a legit program, you know? Yeah. Something we were begging for. Literally, because they just don't use her on TV that much. Yeah. Unless Literally. it's for like, um, I'm sure she'll be on Battle for the Belts, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. Main event. Main event juice, baby. 
Juice Robinson defeated Action Andretti. Uh, last week, you know, Juice had the, the my favorite promo of the year so far. I hate Missouri. But he wrestled in Missouri tonight. <laughs> my man. <laughs> uh, there was a commercial break right away. Thought I was watching Raw for a second. Um, after the break, Robinson came and gave Andretti a stomach. Hold breaker. on, pause. I, he did what? <laughs> Wait, what? I don't even know what I said. My brain's fried. You said he came. <laughs> Shit. I'm going to come. Right, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm ruined. Uh, what did you think of this match? And uh, Andretti hit a really cool spinning DDT for a near fall. Juice caught him with a leg lariat and then hit his forward DDT, a, also known as uh, our favorite finisher in the book. The juice is loose yeah. for the pin. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, um, this is a squash. That's what this was. Um, purely, which is kind of sad for Andretti because... Man, is he running out of steam, it isn't he? It was, but it still had a little bit of time. And it's, it is a main event, right? At the end of the day. Yeah, apparently this is the third Rampage that Andretti's main evented since he became a star. So that's pretty cool. But, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. By this point in the wrestling week, I was a little burnt out. Just a little bit. We're feeling this uh, glorified dark match here? yeah is that a fair that's fair to call it that right no i mean it's completely fair to call it that sammy and Takeshita, we would not see that on dark that was the opener of this one juice robinson action andretti that 100 percent would made event a dark elevation yeah it might just be in the middle of it honestly no yeah 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 but uh after the match he set up andretti for the rochambeau starks ran him off at the end here's the thing was this the best AEW rampage of all time fuck no but I I don't know anyone I, I couldn't imagine watching this live if you because you if you watched Ring of Honor it ran through it, it, it the timing there and in our case we as soon as Ring of Honor ended we did a show on it and that brings me to my next thing thank you guys if you checked out that show that means a lot thank you if this is your first Eat Sleep Elite thanks for checking this out we really appreciate it WrestleMania Night Two is coming up next week holy shit FTR versus the Guns career versus titles. FTR were our unanimous tag team of the year last year. And this Guns title reign's been a little weird. So, uh, we're that's going to be pretty crazy, right? I think that's probably the thing we're going to be anticipating most going into that show. Because we both want to know so badly what's going on with FTR. You know, like... <laughs> Hopefully, it's safe to say we're both definitely rooting for them to win. <laughs> um, yeah. We don't want, you know, everything to burn down. And yeah, so. I mean, the, if they leave, it's going to cause a shitstorm in the IWC. You know what I mean? It's going to be ugly. But you know what? If they leave and I'm still going to watch them wherever they go. I, 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 I love them. I might not out of spite because I just I was so on their train. Like I literally made Dax Harwood my fucking wrestler of the year last year. You know, like. It was, and he had an incredible year. Absolutely incredible year. So next week, Trio's Championship is on the line. House of Black defending against Best Friends in Orange Cassidy. By the way, we are in Long Island, New York, which is the uh, heel town. So this is uh, in the lore of AEW. We've established this is the old. Yeah, apparently they're all just a bunch of degenerates there that are just evil. Um, House of Black defends against Best Friends in Orange Cassidy. Could we get two belt orange, potentially? Tony Khan has an important announcement. This was uh, brought up during Ring of Honor. 
Bro, I'm sweet. sorry. It's, it's going to not be important again, and I'm going to be pissed, and it's going to really annoy me. And I'm going to just, just say now, if it's not actually it's just, a fucking big deal, like, I'm I'm just like, I'm sorry. It's just Tony announcing something. I know why. The reason they do it is just to fucking... It's to, it's to drum up ratings, but it doesn't actually they're gonna, work. They're going to get some breaking news, and, you know, might as well do it on a live show instead of having... Because this is what happens. If it doesn't turn out to be something massive, people fucking talk shit about it for, like, days after. It is annoying when that happens. Yes. Like all access, people kind of burying that. It was annoying. We have the women's championship on the line. Jamie Hader against Riho. Uh, the tag champions on the line. Guns against FDR. They're like spending all their currency in my GM here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> MGF Day Celebration. Blackpool Combat. Nah, bro. Club, they didn't put promo. any, they didn't put any uh, stipulate. Sorry. They didn't put any like TLCs or anything on there. So they're good. It's, it's no cheap. ladder matches. No, uh, or no uh, table matches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the acclaimed will decide if they're joining the JAS. Sammy Guevara versus Commander. Fuck yeah. Juice Robinson versus Ricky Starks. And Hook defends against Ethan Page. Holy shit, we have four title matches. That's pretty nuts. Wow. And then we get battle for the belts on the weekend, too. Or I guess on Friday, right? Which is probably going to be, uh, what, Jade and Taya. Yeah, that'll probably be on there. God, could we have Taya as champion that fast? That's crazy. We could. Again, I would have Jade win the first one. I I, I, I would extend this to double or nothing somehow. Okay. You I mean, that'd be how you do it. You battle for the program. belt. She loses. She chases. Because usually that's what happens if these go more than one. <clears throat> excuse me. One uh, match with her. You know what I mean? They just chase after. We so. have not seen Jade push to the limit where we feel like she could lose yet. We need to have that match happen before she loses the belt. Yeah, so, that could be that could literally be Friday. This so. could be yep. And uh that'll be fun to watch. So yeah, that'll be it for us guys. Thanks for hanging around again. Um You know what? Since Orange is in a trios title match, I bet he'll have a title defense on that battle for the belts too. Yes, yeah. The internet so we can probably guess all three, right? International title. And probably Hobbs the, uh, as well, right? Hobbs, Jade. And maybe they'll scheme MJF into defending it against like Action Andretti or something. Yeah, like a yeah, just like a quick MJF squash. I could, I would love if he did that. I think there's no shot of him showing up on a Rampage type show, but I mean, maybe I'm wrong. How great would that be, though? Or maybe they sneak in the ROH title or the AAA title. Yeah, it, it could be that. Could be that. So thanks, guys, for hanging out with us. Um, our Twitters, you can catch Garrett Bain Duke, catch me, O Charlie with an X instead of an A. Our community Twitter at Eat Sleep Elite. If you want to pop on there and give us a follow, we'll follow you back. We're trying to create like a wrestling community. And uh, I was, you know, we were going through the falls, and and I appreciate when you guys even send us a little message like, "Hey, check, enjoyed the show," or even someone said, "Hey, I'm listening to it right now." So thank you very much for that. Uh, we appreciate that. Have a good night. Um, don't get too wrestled out, everybody. And uh, hopefully, uh, FTR are our tag team champions this next show because we will be through the fucking roof. Ethan Page, FDW champ. On that note, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Vision. My name is Daniel Garcia. I am a sports entertainer.